0: Ham took a seat on the fallen log at the edge of the campsite and lit up a cigarette, energised after sex. Behind her, Hunter's tent was set up in a dented dome shape. She could hear him snoring lightly inside. Even here in the woods, it was the same. Here she was, awake and energised in the afterglow of their lovemaking, while he was dead asleep. Here in the woods, though, She didn't mind so much. She dug a little hole in the ground for the ashes of her cigarette, well aware that smoking in the forest during what had so far been a dry autumn was pretty reckless. She stared up into the sky, looking at the stars. It was a very cool night, as fall had staked its claim on the east coast and dropped the temperatures significantly, and she hugged her shoulders against it. She wished Hunter's tent had one of those netted tops where you could look out, but no such luck. Still, there had been something romantic about it, getting away from home, being alone in the forest. It was the closest to living together she'd allow until the idiot finally proposed. Given the night sky, the perfect weather, and their crazy chemistry, it was one of the happier nights she'd had. She wanted to go back inside to warm up against him, but first she needed to go to the bathroom. She edged into the woods and took a moment to get her bearings. It was hard to make out where she was headed now that it was dark. The starlight and half-full moon provided some light, but not enough. She studied the layout around her and was pretty sure she just needed to cut hard to the left to find the rest area. She crept out a few feet further and went in that direction for about thirty seconds. When she turned around, she could not see the tent. (sighs) Damn, she breathed, now starting to panic. Get a grip, she told herself as she continued to walk. The tent is right back there and... Her left foot caught on something, and before she was aware of what had happened, she was falling to the ground. She managed to throw her hands out at the last second, keeping her face from striking the ground. The wind went out of her in a solid little gasp, and she pushed herself up right away, embarrassed. She looked back to the log she had tripped over, angry at it in an almost childlike way. In the dark, the shape looked odd and almost abstract. She knew one thing for certain, though. It was not a log. It had to be the night playing tricks on her eyes. It had to be some weird play of the shadows in the dark. But as a cold fear crept over her, she knew it for what it was. There was no denying it. A human leg. And from what she could tell, that's all it was. There did not appear to be a body to go along with it. It lay there on the ground partially hidden by foliage and other woodland debris. The foot was covered in a running shoe and a sock that was soaked in blood. Pam let out a scream, and as she turned and ran back through the black of night, she never stopped screaming. Mackenzie sat in the passenger seat of a bureau-issued sedan with a standard-issue Glock in her hand, a weapon that was becoming as familiar to her as the feeling of her own skin. But today, it felt different. After today, everything would be different. It took the voice of Briars to break her from her mini-trance. He was sitting in the driver's seat, looking at her, in a way that Mackenzie thought was similar to the stare of a disappointed father. You know, you don't have to do this, Briars said. No one is going to think any less of you if you sit this out. I think I do have to. I think I owe it to myself. Briars sighed and looked out of the windshield. In front of them, a large parking lot was illuminated in the night by weak streetlights that were positioned along the edges and in the centre of the lot. There were three cars out there, and Mackenzie could also see the shapes of three men pacing anxiously. Mackenzie reached out and opened the passenger side door. "'I'll be okay,' she said. "'I know,' Briar said. "'Just please be careful.'